0: You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway.
1: Welcome to Salt Lake Dirt. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Today we have author J.D. O'Brien on the show. He is here to talk about his new book, Zigzag, which just came out this week on Schaffner Press. Uh, this book, I really dug it. It's high on my recommendation list. I'll have the synopsis in my write up here, as well as links to where you can pick up a copy. Duncan Birmingham, a TV writer who we've had on the show a couple times, was the one who told me about it. it he highly recommended it. He did a blurb for the book, and I was not disappointed. If you're a fan of Jonathan Ames, definitely check this book out. It's in the vein of that, but original in, in its own way about a guy, a, a bell bondsman named Harry who is uh, a cowboy living in Van Nuys, California. Um, yeah, just a just a great debut novel. I, I encourage you to check it out. But yeah, let's jump into it with JD and talk about zigzag on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Thanks for listening. Well, yeah, so I'm I'm here with JD O'Brien, who um, just put out the book Z- or Zigzag. By the time this podcast comes out, the book will be out. So, uh, very excited to have you on the podcast, Joe. Um, I love the book. I know we've been kind of going back and forth on email, but uh, yeah i it was it was great i mean i it came to me highly recommended from D- duncan birmingham
0: oh um, right yeah that was and, great and, and then, then I, I sent it along
1: yeah so then i i was um was able to get it and then i I read it pretty quick it was yeah my kind of book totally so oh, nice. uh, yeah so thanks for being on the show and and thanks for talking about your book thanks for writing oh it. yeah
0: yeah i'm happy to be here absolutely you're getting me right in the dark heart of uh dry january too so I'm, i should be <laughs> off the sauce firing all all cylinders hopefully That's, so. <laughs> <laughs> i know i think
1: we all need yeah my wife's doing that right now so
0: oh uh, really yeah i try I, to do it every year and then I, I i schedule my i realized like the last couple of years i've scheduled my physical at uh-huh. the end of it <laughs> which is kind of like a good way to rig uh you you know, you with, yeah all the numbers are looking good. And <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, that's great! Yeah. So let's see. You're, so you are in Massachusetts right now, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm from originally. Okay. What part of Mass? I'm in Western Mass. So I live in a town called East Hampton, um, and it's in Western Mass. It's like an hour and a half west of Boston. Kind of closer to like the Vermont, New Hampshire. Uh, it's a little more rural, and it's it's known mostly for the colleges around here. There's like um, Hampshire College and Smith College and um, umass and you know there's a hampshire there's a bunch of uh you know it's a pretty academic kind of area
1: right so yeah yeah my wife is from burlington um and i I actually lived in boston for a while so i met her when i lived out there so um yeah we have like strong ties back back to massachusetts and you know new england and vermont and all that um so i i want to talk so you're from massachusetts and then it, it sounds like you bounced around a bit you you were in la for a while um, I'm just kind of curious um, about like the genesis, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but the genesis of the book itself, because um, there's a lot, it, I mean, it, it reads like someone who has lived in Southern California and knows it well. I think this is the first book I've read that takes place mostly in um, Van Nuys. And <laughs> yeah. then there's even ca- like Calico ghost town, which I've been to before. Uh, uh, really? Uh, I oh, have wow. been there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, that was very cool to see that um, <laughs> without giving any spoilers there, but yeah. So it was right, like, right. so initially I was thinking it was someone from California because you just like, you, you nailed the Southern California um, feel. And like, you clearly knew the areas. So oh Um, thanks yeah yeah. i I love
0: i lived there for not that long but i i lived there for four years um but yeah i still am kind of like but before i lived there and then since i'm still kind of having a kind of a little kind of an obsession with with that with southern california and especially those parts you know i lived in um i've been back a few times to, to la and then i've been through i've probably done that road that that desert road trip a few times since i left um too but um but no, I lived in Van Nuys, in pretty much what would be, you know, Harry and the, the main guy in the books apartment kind of like I. I had a good, pretty decent job when I first got to LA, and then I kind of got downgraded to. I lived in a, you know, in in Los Feliz area, and it was great. And then I got kind of downgraded to this little studio up in, in Van Nuys, <laughs> and I really didn't have any money at all. And I used to just walk around. Van Nuys a lot, and there was that. I don't know if you've been up there much, but there's like the a, a courthouse, and there's like a little kind of a. It's not really a, I don't know what it, not really a park, but it's like a little area in the, in, around the courthouse where there's like food trucks and benches and. And so a lot of times I just wander around. I would sit there and get lunch and you know read and have coffee and stuff and and yeah that's that's kind of where the book a lot of that stuff kind of came from because when you walk around you just see bail bonds. Oh, uh, you know, bail, bail bonds offices, pawn shops, you know, the kind of dice, kind of shady weed dispensaries that that hmm. that are in the book. You know, like I think maybe now they're a little more legitimate, but they were definitely the one in the book is kind of based on one that I used to go to where you really were like, there's no way this place could be. <laughs> <laughs> you know legitimate right storefront with some glass uh jars of pot and the uh, yeah so yeah it was, but i just loved, i kind of i didn't wasn't happy to move up there really but then like once i was up there i kind of soaked it up a bit and um and really uh yeah i just i you know i love it but yeah it makes me it makes me happy to hear that it comes across because like i wasn't so i feel like most people who write about especially la and the valiance of our people who are uh natives or you know who, mm. who lived there for a long time so it was good to not, you know to not uh screw it up i guess
1: no i mean i i mean i'm i lived down there for a while myself and it um it definitely like i yeah i just it, it seemed like you, you know well and i lo- I, lo- i did love the van Eyes because um not to go off on a tangent here but we've been you know we both have a a strong love for old hollywood and um mm-hmm. i i was telling you about that old director or I it was on the last podcast episode I did where I was talking about an old director that I became friends with um when he was in his 90s and he actually lived in Van Nuys and the funny Mm -hmm. thing the funny thing was he was telling me um this is like in the 19 I want to say early 1930s he he worked for Columbia Studios initially as a sound engineer and so He had the option, it was the same price point, he had the option of buying this home, because Van Nuys hadn't been really developed yet, so it was like, he could buy this house in Van Nuys, or this small house in Beverly Hills, and everyone was telling him, (laughs) you gotta go Van Nuys, Van Nuys is gonna be the next Beverly Hills, (laughs) and he lived in this really rough, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it's amazing <laughs> what time can bring, and he saw all of that kind of like. So he was just kicking was himself Because like,
0: he was still waiting now. Damn it! Time.
1: Like, why didn't I? <laughs> oh, <laughs> why didn't I list all those people? Yeah, that's
0: a bad coin toss right yeah. there.
1: Well, t- okay. So tell us about Zigzag. Like I said, I I, I love the book. Um, you know, like we were just talking about like the geography of it, but tell us about um, just to kind of hook people, like what it's about. Um, I love because it's such a it. it it's a fast moving book um, and like literally moving too. They're constantly kind of on the move, which I, I love books like that. So it really held my attention. So um would just kind of love like a, a general quick synopsis
0: sure, for yeah. readers. Yeah. Well, it, it does start in Van Nuys. It kind of gets, the, you kind of introduce the characters a bit, you know, there's the build, um, the main character, pretty, or there's two kind of main characters, I guess, but the main guy you follow is this kind of, um, I guess he's kind of an old burnout, kind of a stoner, bail bondsman, um, just kind of barely, you know, hanging on. He kind of wants to retire. And so you kind of get his world a little bit and, you know, he kind of hangs around this, this old um, dive bar with some of his buddies. And then uh, he ends up getting the owner of the bar's son ends up um, falling in with this, you know, woman. And they kind of rob a, the the pot dispensary that Harry... Uh, Frequence. And so he ends up just through some circumstances trying to, you know, they, it starts in Van Nuys, but then it kind of goes out to um Joshua Tree and then up to Calico and then back to Van Nuys. And so it does, yeah, it moves around quite a bit. But I think um once they get out on the road, it's definitely kind of more of a road trip novel, you know, like a, like a, it's, not, it's, it's a little bit of a chase, it's like kind of a slow chase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. there are a lot of, uh, <laughs> it's not really. I mean, it, it does move, and I and I did want it, but that was one of the things. Like when writing it, like I really had to kind of uh, figure out a way to kind of torque it a bit and make it move around a lot, because there was, um, you know, I, I liked that it, it moves it at, at kind of a leisurely pace, and there's some side tracks, and there's a lot of kind of digressions, and you get to kind of hang out with the characters quite a bit and see them kind of just stumbling around and they're trying to find their way through. So they're definitely not like. not dealing with like a criminal mastermind on the on one end and you're definitely not dealing with like an expert detective on the other (laughs) you know (laughs) they're both everybody's stoned everybody's kind of fumbling through it so uh but yeah i i definitely love that the aspect of it too like the um that was the most fun for me is, is the most fun parts for me are when they're kind of out um chasing around each other around the desert a little bit yeah it,
1: it was yeah i'm in the right horses it's great yeah yeah, and <laughs> yeah. not because they chose to but like kind of they yeah. have to but well, that's another
0: thing too is like carrie <laughs> the main character is kind of this uh it's not quite like walter Mitty or something but he's he's kind of this fancy fancies himself like this kind of old cowboy you know what you, you see him at the beginning he's he watches a lot of westerns he he, he, he outfits himself and Western wear, you know, and he's kind of, um, and so, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun too, to gradually see him ha- actually have a, a little bit of a, a cowboy adventure. And so, you know, he ends up on a horse in a, in a Western town and, you know, he's kind of, you know, I thought that was kind of fun to play around with too.
1: I love like, so the first scene, um, of the book where he like, he goes, um, to get a rental car and <laughs> yeah. it just kind of, I th- I was hooked immediately because it, it just gave It just told so much about the guy without having to explain it. It just was like, gets a a rental car because his car's broke down and, you know, someone had been smoking in it. And so he's like, as long as I don't get charged for it, whatever. And then as soon as he turns the corner, he lights up a cigarette in the car. And so it just, you know, and then the Bell Bondsman career seems like a tough, tough business. Um, I, would imagine you got a lot of jaded folks who are involved in that. Did, did you know, do you know people in that profession?
0: No, well, I, I talked to a couple of them. I like, I, I did see, like when I used to do my little rambles around town, I would always, I was always fascinated because you never see a bail bonds office that looks anything less than just decrepit and shady, you know, the people and so you can really just even looking in the window, you get a, a big, <laughs> luckily I've never had to use one, you know, in any professional capacity, but the, um. The uh I talked to one guy who was great. He gave me a lot of that stuff. Like his philosophy was it's in the book in some version, but he's like, Oh, I just wake up in the morning and I think, how am I gonna get fucked over today? You know, (laughs) how am I just he just had the most defeatist kind of like, oh, I just can't, you know, he he really just and uh and he just couldn't imagine why I was even interested. Um, but he did give me a good tip though, which was when I called, because I was I hadn't really done a ton of research that way and and then he just said, "Oh, he's like, you know, I, I lucked out with him." And he's like, "You know, if you call around, he's like, you're going to learn more by just pretending you, you, um, <laughs> pre- pretending you're calling to get somebody out, you know, because that he's like, then you'll see how shady these people are, you know, they'll do anything to get it, you know." And 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 I didn't use much of that stuff, but it was there. Like, it definitely did like give me a little flavor of of what you know those guys are, you know. Because there is, it's just a bunch of that courthouse is there and there's just, I don't know how many bail bonds, there's like identical, you know, there's like 20 or 30 of them. And they're just, you know, they're just trying to get that 10% or 15% or whatever they get. And um, and um yeah, there was all that stuff too about like them, there's stuff in the beginning of the book about, you know, the way they kind of, you can't technically go up to somebody outside the courthouse, but they can, they had all these kind of ways that they get them to. You know and a lot of them did which was kind of i guess it's kind of obvious but i didn't think about it where there are a lot of um repeat customers you know like they like anywhere else they just right. have regular you know there was one guy you know, like some he said oh there's a guy who bailed out 15 20 times you know they, you know, they just kind of so it was kind of cool but i don't know them that well i didn't do a ton of research but I, the some the, the stuff that i did I, I like i said i did luck out and, and talk to um a couple and one guy in particular who was who was pretty uh pretty helpful
1: well, it is cool when you have like the because you have the character Rick, who is like the yeah yeah. At least he tries to come off as like the flashy bondsman. He has like a limo and yeah, he has the ads on bus you know bus benches and and whatnot. Yeah. So you have these different tiers of, but they're all kind of maybe they're all really <laughs> trying to just get by. Yeah, when Yeah, it's down low. To
0: it. It's even the highest guy on the totem ball is pretty low. And there was a I never really got to the because by the time I went out there to I wrote the book after I left van nuys but when i lived there i definitely remembered i lived right on sylvan street which is like this block right where the courthouse is and and um there was a limo a, a wrapped limousine with the bail bonds thing and it, but then when i went back so strange yeah there, there, when i went back i couldn't see it. i didn't find it around there and i tried to look for it online but so i didn't know but there was uh there was a bit i don't think it's there anymore either but there was a bail bonds right in um the office that I gave Harry is there's a really and that that is still there. There's a really great store, Western Wear store called the Country. um What's it called? The Country General Store. Mm-hmm. And uh, right above it, at the time, there was like a neon bail bond sign, and I was like, "Wow, this it just seemed like the ideal place, like living right above the place where he buys his clothes and stuff." Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love it. And then, yeah. so you said what I was really interested when you said that this was a screenplay initially Mm um and so i I would love to hear you talk about that because i'm I'm always kind of i'm always curious about process and how people come up with you know uh, a great i mean a great story it's just you know i know there's no there's no uh recipe for it but everyone kind of has their own way and it's always fascinating to hear how people do it and i think this is the first time i've talked to someone who who kind of had it in a screenplay form before the the book took fashion so uh just curious about that um Mm -hmm. did you have intentions of you know making a novel eventually from it or um yeah how did that all come about?
0: well at the time i wrote it as a screenplay i was like obsessed with um harry dean stanton and i just kind of wanted to write like that's kind of the guy i was picturing where i I mean he was obviously too old even if i had had the movie made like he was way too old at the time to, to to have done it but um yeah, that was kind of my inspiration was this kind of um, Harry Dean type character. But then I wrote the script and actually the the it, people liked it. Like it got it was one of those ones I just couldn't let go of. Like I wrote I wrote I've written a handful of screenplays that never um, got produced or anything. But it, you just kind of after a while, like, oh, they're kind of, you know, whatever. They just you might take a couple of things from them. But this one just kind of hung around. Like, I just really liked all the characters. And um and I just uh, I started a couple of different novels that just kind of trailed off and didn't go anywhere. I just couldn't finish them. And then I was like, well, I have this script, and it was like a complete. a beginning, a middle, and end. It's a blueprint. It's a. And so I was like, maybe I'll just teach myself how to write a novel. You know, I'll, I'll just flesh this out into. And, and I thought it would be easier than. <laughs> and now I mean, it's totally different. Like if you read the script, and you would recognize it because the characters and the settings and stuff. But it's 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 totally different. But it de- it definitely did help because it's um. I think to my to my fault, I didn't um, to to a fault. I guess I didn't outline at all much before, or I didn't. I just thought that you know, you hear those, you know, Elmore Leonard and all these writers, and like, oh, I just I just let it go. I write, <laughs> and maybe they did or they do. I, I but I needed some kind of a um, you know, I, I learned that I needed some kind of a, a an outline or a blueprint or something to keep me something at least to keep me going, and also to help just to writing the script helped me think in terms of just like scenes and dialogue and momentum, you know, it wasn't really just these long, excuse me, my earlier novel attempts tended to be these just kind of much more longer, less, less pacing and less broken up into scenes. And, and, and so, yeah, the, the screenplay thing definitely helped. And I, I, but then I was self-conscious that I didn't want it to read like a, um, you know, like a reformatted screenplay or something. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that I, you know, like I said, it is a lot different, but, um, but no, it definitely helps. I would, I I would, the thing I'm struggling with now, I almost want to write this, (laughs) write as a script and then do it again. But, Uh but I am outlining more now. Um, But, uh, but no, I think it definitely, because I saw it and it helps with, you know, the visual, you know, by the time I sat down to write it as a novel, I I had already visualized it pretty well too in my, Mm -hmm. in my mind. And I knew the, I could see the characters and the locations and it was all a little more, you know, came to life uh, the way it needed to, you know. But I think it was cool, though. Like, stuff that hangs on like that, I feel like always, to me, is like the sign where, oh, you got to finish it. You know, there's, so, there's it, something there. There's something there, yeah, that you wanted to just kind of... And I do really love the, um, you know, I, I do really love all those characters and, and you know, want to write more stuff about them, so.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like... um and that's funny because I, I, I had Harry Dean in mind and maybe it was because he's yeah. he's kind of he's mentioned like that Italian restaurant that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that he would always yeah. go to. Yeah. Um and then that you know that he Harry goes on a date with Ruby um yeah. to 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 the restaurant. Um but it, it was what I like to do after I read a book that I and if I like it, or if I don't like it even, if I finish it, what I do is I go back and I um I try to just read it without like like critiquing it or picking it apart. So I just read it, but then I come back and I try to find points that I remembered, like specific scenes and just kind of like when, when stuff starts really unfolding and and getting a sense of the character. And it always ends up being just like, so your book did this where I look in and it was like, it just, everything kind of gets set up so quick, but you feel like, you know, all the care, like you set the world up so well. And it was just, I think it was like 10 pages in and it was just like, we we're like ready to go. Um So I think that just paying you a compliment there. I just thought it was so cool how you, you did create that world. So it did feel like it didn't read like a screenplay to me, definitely, but it I could see it being, it was very visual. And I had that like very strong oh, sense of what this world was and, and who these people were and, um, even just like, like all of them, like, like so, I mean, the characters are great. So I, I'm glad that they, like, it kicked around for a while in your brain and, it, you know, it came to fruition, but like um, Capri, Capri, right? That's, yeah. So mm-hmm. Capri, yeah. Um, yeah, just like awesome, complex characters where they're like, there's some like despicableness there, but then some empathy <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it's like, and all, you kind of have that with all of them across the board, even rick the sleazy uh yeah so it's like you kind of have you you create this like you know they're not they're not villains they're just like kind of shitty people yeah. <laughs> at times and, and those yeah. are the those are the best yeah. stories you know yeah
0: i always like those kind of yeah like if like i said even before like with it, it everybody does their different you know i I like to read stuff all kinds of stuff but yeah so for at least for the stuff that i do i I didn't it'd be boring for me if i I did have a couple people critique um early on that like you know oh harry's not even good at what he does (laughs) he doesn't (laughs) even like it's like and some people really do they want to see like the master uh tracker like a guy who does it. you know or, or even with capri they want to see like just this really brilliant diabolical criminal and and I don't know, to me, it's, it's sometimes it's more fun to definitely more fun to write and more fun to read if, if they're not, you know, if if they're kind of a mix. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I completely agree. Those are the kind of books I'm always drawn to. I was, I was in a, a writing workshop a few years back and uh, the characters that I had in there, they were like, the, they got a lot of criticism for not being likable. And I'm like, mm, but yeah, yeah. The, they're not likable. Like that's, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, but I guess you like, yeah, you yeah. hear that
0: all the time, but then you point to like you ask them to point to like one book, one book mm-hmm. that's great, like that everybody's likable. You know, I can't really think right. of any that. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, I, I will say though, I did get some advice. I, I have a friend who's very much like the opposite of me in, in terms of writing, um, and he he's good. Like he's very he's very much like versed in the um, screenwriting rules. Like this needs to happen by page this, and this needs to do, you know and, like, and save um, the cat stuff, right? Yeah, that yeah. stuff. And and like while I do kind of disregard most of that stuff it, sometimes it was good to have that void where he reads and like okay well the, he's right maybe this scene mm-hmm. of them uh sitting in the diner doesn't have to be eight pages <laughs> you know <laughs> and we can clip the clip like the cut like uh you know the conversation about the eggs down you know like it, so sometimes it was good because i can my own worst instincts can can be that sometimes be like oh of course like you want it there was uh, i was joking with my girlfriend about it the other day. <laughs> like because she read it when it first she has she's waiting for the books haven't come in yet the actual mm-hmm. so she's waiting to read it she read like the first when when I finished it and printed it out like she read it then and so she's going to read it again when uh but I was saying how even in the early draft, there was like a scene where Harry and Fuzzy go to Costco for like four pages <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> it, no there's nothing other than maybe showing that they're friends there is really people a couple that that friend read it was like why are they there like why are we reading <laughs> like let's move the story along a little bit so it is good for me to get both uh I do take that 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 advice too because I, I definitely think it helped um. You know, move things along a little bit, get them out of the store and onto the road and doing. <laughs> doing yeah, because you, you, you mentioned that, like, th-
1: that they did go to Costco, right? To right get the yeah, al- alcohol. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I had to leave a little was? bit
0: in there when they There's go. Like... Cause I do like that. I just like the image of the two of them, like, they're so just these kind of old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love, I still like that scene. I mean, I cut it, yeah. but it's like, you know, just he's kids pushing the art cart through the aisle and bullshitting the way they do it. But there was already enough of that in the book, yeah. you know, so, the, you know, you couldn't really indulge. Um, and my editor w- was good with that too, even by the time it was accepted and was going to be, you know, my sean murphy the the um from Schaffner, who edited mm-hmm. edited the book was was uh he enjoyed a lot of that stuff, but he was also good of had a really great eye for like you've you've maybe gone to the well too many times in this joke or like all right, you can there's a little too much banter I think he called it banter syndrome. You uh-huh. know, there was a little too much banter here, and so it was good to get you know as long as they don't take it to uh I don't really take take it to heart too much, you know, I think mean, I know yeah. it was good it was all kind of constructive. Uh, criticism or you know, editing. Sure. One
1: thing that I um that I really liked about it was uh, and maybe so I, I had a teacher once, a writing teacher that said like, don't even you can't write characters drunk or high. You just you just don't do it. You can't do it. You can't pull it off. But you pull it off. Like you pull off the these guys who <laughs> yeah. are drunk and high. you know, you pull it off completely. So that was like um and I, I mean, I don't know if I really have a question about that, but just yeah. like, it just felt you know, it is, so it's real.
0: Yeah, I tried really hard to get that because sometimes it can be really bad, you know, like w- w- when you see that or just like in acting, you know, like you see an actor who's, acts drunk, you know, you could be like Jerry Lewis drunk, you know, or it can be someone who's just, <laughs> but um, but no, I just thought it fit because, you know, this, I tried to make it more like the story. I feel like that, that gave me a little bit of freedom with like making the story a little more meandering too is because these people are. Most of them either have it, have had a couple of drinks that day, or they've they've smoked, you know, some some weed, or they've you know, and I think that does kind of, um, you know, I just tried not to be too over the top, you know, like over the top, or, or tried to avoid some of the cliches of, of, of it, you know. But, um, but yeah, it was fine. I think it just, I think part of it is just that it fits those those guys, and that, that, that there's not really a, a raised eyebrow like a, that. Harry is is drinking like a t- t- has a glass of tequila and a beer and a joint. It's just kind of his, and he doesn't really act that different, either. you know, yeah. it's just kind of, yeah, his, he's pretty steady. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you, when you're around people like that, who, who I was a bartender for such a long time and you're around people who drink like that and you're just a bit, it's, and they aren't really, it's really the people who don't drink much, who are really stumbling around and acting yeah. crazy in the, you know, the hardline alcoholics and stuff are, are usually just kind of, you know, it's, it's just man. kind of what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh yeah yeah no it was yeah it it was great and yeah clearly I yeah I'd heard that you had been a bartender so um just like the dive bar that was you know that had once been kind of like maybe kind of a happening spot they had karaoke yeah fun place, and it just kind of was like sad but you know
0: you have the regulars you just you just nailed that yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah there was a guy actually who I used to work for I, I took some of that from that where there was an old man who who well, owned this dive bar. It was like a, um, a residential motel or hotel with a bar on the first floor. And I worked there. I really wanted to work there because back in the nineties the in, in Northampton where I lived there, it was called the Bay state and that's where a lot of the bands played. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, it's great. Really Friday, Saturday nights is where like all the really good bands played. But I also worked a lot of the slow shifts, you know, where it was, where it was just me and him and the, the people, but um his whole thing was, I'm going to sell this place. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to do. And he did sell it. He sold it for a million dollars, I remember. And he was in the bar every day after that as a customer. He, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he just was like, all right. Well, now I just, now I don't have to, whatever the few things he did do. He did, but he never left. Just on the other side yeah. <laughs> of that <Yeah>. bar. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I, I I'm curious. I I didn't get the name. I didn't get the chance to jot this down, but y- you were at there was some um it was like a mystery writers conference or something or like a mm-hmm. what well, yeah tell tell me about that. I know Jonathan Ames yeah jonathan it was great
0: i got to to, he uh we went to um it's called Bouchercon. it's it happens every actually this year it's in san diego i i'm just about to get my that's right i heard get my ticket or enroll for that because it it was like i've never been to like any sort of uh writers conference or any of those things before and i don't know i just always just something about him always kind of turned me off and but this one, my my friend Jim um, Ruland, who's who's another great writer, he he was he was going, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and and uh, and it just, and I looked at the people and the panels, and it just sounded great, and I was like, oh, my god, my book's gonna is coming out, it might be a good place to, you know, I'm not much of a networker or whatever, it was maybe meet 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 some people, and and uh, it was great, yeah, I'm so glad I went because it was just, just really like the least pretentious, like laid back, and it, and it was like the people that you think of like the like the kind of noir crime writers like like uh, jonathan ames or and people like that but it was also like the um you know like the cat mystery ladies and like the 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 people just more real traditional thr- like procedural thriller people and i don't know it was just like a group of writers but there was not any um I and mean, it's hard to say that everybody kind of gathered around the same bar at night and it was just really friendly it was really like you saw dennis lahane sitting next to Mm-hmm. S.A. Cosby but then they'd be like these these, these group of other people and there was just no hierarchy and people were you could go up to anybody and just kind of like I literally I went up to Jonathan Ames and I, I don't know him at all I, I kind of interacted with him in various capacities of, in over the years but he um I just wanted to give him my book and, and I was just going to leave him alone. <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, thank you. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, Oh yeah, let me buy you a drink. And you know, he was just so yeah. sweet. And I was, yeah. and he sat and talked to me and I was like, wow, this is, but that I've heard from people the whole weekend where where people would do that. You know, they'd go up to a writer that they really admired and then they would, they would just get this like, Oh, sit down. Let's, let's chat. You know, yeah. and it was nice.
1: That's great. No, I've, I've, I've noticed that with some of the people that I really admire, like the, the ego is in there. You know, it's it's uh yeah. it's it's incredible. So it's like and it's such a um yeah, it's a great thing to to be around when, you mm-hmm. know, they're they're gracious like that. So yeah, that sounds like a really cool um event. Maybe I'll try to, to check yeah, it out. Yeah, you should and the
0: panels fun. were actually really like um, somebody I went with, like, oh, said we're like, we're like, oh, you almost don't even need to get the go to the get the pass. You could just hang around the bar and meet people. But I, was, <laughs> I, I did buy the pass and I went to. And the panels were great. They were yeah. really like they're they're short and they're um, you know, they I, I didn't there wasn't really a dud in the bunch. I went mm-hmm. to a bunch of them all, you know, and and um, and they were really uh, yeah, all all really good. And they had a big guest of honor, S. A. Cosby, with the guest of honor and he did an interview that like this uh dennis lahane interviewed him and that was really cool and but yeah it was i, I couldn't uh i would definitely recommend it very cool yeah
1: um dennis lahane yeah he uh is he doing a do you know if he's he's doing a lot more tv work now right that's what I had heard because I don't think I don't think I don't feel like I've seen yeah. I, I feel like I seen a He has a yet.
0: new novel coming out, but um, he actually I think he talked about that, which was pretty. It was cool. I mean, he he obviously doesn't need to pay any more dues in terms of writing mm-hmm. novels, but he, he kind of said that he's like he's like when I'm doing TV, he's like I have breakfast with my kids and I go off and I'm home at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he's like, when I'm writing a novel, I'm just in a tunnel and I'm a nightmare. You know, like he said, so he, I think he's kind of, I, I I assume he'll probably still write novels, but it seems like he's he's pretty comfortable doing um, TV. I haven't seen it, but um, people really like um, Blackbird, I think is the name of his new show. But I haven't. Oh, I
1: haven't seen that. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's good, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, well, well, tell me about kind of growing up, like what kind of books were you... Into like or or artists or movies or anything. I think we have. It sounds like we have like a kind of a similar interest and uh stuff. So I'm 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 curious like what you know when you kind of latched on to to reading or uh, yeah movies things like like that.
0: Yeah, like I got really. I think the turning point for me was like getting into like skateboarding and um punk music and stuff. And then that just kind of skateboarding, especially I feel like, turns you on to. just a whole kind of world of, um, yeah, it's, it's always amazing to me. Like when I see pe- filmmakers or writers or people, then how many of them you can trace back to like who mm-hmm. were skateboarders when they were teenagers or whatever. And same thing with like punk. And then I started doing, I didn't have any musical, even for punk rock ability. <laughs> so I did a zine. you know, my, my way of like participating in that scene was by doing like zines mm-hmm. So that's was kind of the first writing that I did. And then I did a comedy zine um when I was a little bit old, like in my twenties, called Flop Sweat. And that was like a um, it wasn't just me. The, 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 the punk zine was mostly like what you think of. It's a Xeroxed with but the, the the comedy zine was was more like recruiting other writers to to be part of it too. And to and then um I think I thought that I would do like magazine stuff. And then that just kind of dried up, you know, like you can't really do magazine, mm-hmm. make a living doing that anymore. In terms of writers, like I think all the same stuff I, I, I you know, that most people like I liked. I got into like, um, you know, Bukowski and mm-hmm. Kurt Vonnegut and Henry Miller and a lot of those. I think when I first discovered that writers like could be really just funny and mm-hmm. entertaining and and then I got really into uh you know, I really like J.P. Don Levy, you know, the, the ginger man. I, and then I started to get, then I got really into like those New Yorker kind of, thir- like I really loved like S.J. Perelman and and James Thurber. I got more and more into just funny. And then as I got, you know, older, I got really into um, a lot of like the kind of Gordon Lish typewriters like Sam Lipsight and Gary Lutz and people like that. And then, I don't know, the crime stuff just kind of came along like when I was just like I just found myself, gra- I always like, like I read Raymond Chandler and I read all that stuff, but then I just, over, I, over the years, like the past 10, 15 years or so, I've just found myself just gravitating more and more toward that kind of stuff. And then when it came to actual writing, um, that was the stuff that kind of uh, came through a little more, like just felt less labored and less, uh, you know, felt more like what I, you know, kind of what I had more of a knack. For, or more of like a natural ability for for those kind of things more than uh, when I tried to write more like I guess traditional literary type stuff or right. you know highbrow kind of stuff and then um, yeah and just kind of accepted like oh I, this is what I like to read <laughs> this is what I like to write and, and I still read all kinds of different stuff but, um, but yeah I'm trying to think if there are any real outlier I mean I read I still read all kinds of um things. And, you know, music was definitely I, I made that which is another weird thing that people do make that leap for some reason to uh from punk and indie rock to to country somehow, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, is people that true? <laughs> so true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, now like country, it's always, it's sort of the same thing. It's like you know, yeah. I just have to accept that I listen to ninety percent country music. Like <laughs> it's so
1: true know? though. It's like I don't but, know. There's something kind of something going on there. <laughs> I don't get the connection.
0: That really, in some ways, because it seems like it'd be the opposite. But like a lot of the like even people like who I really love like. um I don't know like the drag city but i don't know if you know the, that that mm-hmm. like with like bill callahan and will oldham and silver jews david burt like mm-hmm. all those they all started out um grew up as like punk fans you know and mm-hmm. then they're these not that they're country but they have these more of a folk country bent to them now that's still i don't know but yeah i definitely said country has been of my favorite you know the classic and and um some not some new stuff but not mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: you're you're in 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 zigzag i'm going through i had to like mark up the names because i didn't know a lot of of the country singers so i got to go visit those but yeah so there's a lot of like country music that he's um that harry's a huge
0: fan of yeah 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 for sure and he's got that past of like the uh the glory days a little bit that touches on uh you know his his days as a as a cosmic uh cosmic cowboy country singer (laughs) (laughs) um
1: Okay, so back to zigzag. Uh, so it, it was a screenplay initially, and then, um, you know, most writers we like have to do another job. Like mm. People, even big writers, they're not making the money off uh, off novels really much anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So which was like, yeah. So I'm I'm just so with that. Like it, it becomes so much more uh, impressive to me when anyone who's not working in tv mm. uh it puts out a book because there is like you have you have life you have a career whether it's like what it you know even if it is within you know i have friends who write books but they're but they're professors do you know what i mean so they, right they, they right have, yeah. they, have, they have they have to teach in some capacity um, yeah and then you know a lot of them love it but it just you know it takes up a lot of time is what i'm trying to oh, sure, yeah. get at so it's like you have you have this whole other life so to find time to write a book and to you know you know not to even mention like getting it published but just like mm. even even like writing a bad book is, yeah is quite the feat in my opinion so i i'm just curious about like kind of the routine of when you start when you started writing zigzag as the novel uh like how long did it take like when, when was this and uh, what was like your your typical um schedule it was like daily writing, weekend writing. Uh yeah, how yeah. long did it take? Yeah.
0: It took a I think I started writing it as a book in earnest probably like 2017. And then um I mean it had been kicking around as, as a script for a couple of years before that. Um and then I uh but it was in like fits and starts because I would do other things and I would do but I you know 2017 18 I started to actually really sit down on a regular basis and just really focus mostly on that and try to whip it into to shape um i've gotten a lot better I, i've started to realize i still can do it at night like with um editing and kind of um you know just polishing things up and reading over and but in general like i had to kind of bite the bullet and become a um early riser you know because now i were i always thought i would work i would write more when i had like a bartending job or a i just didn't i don't know like i had a lot more free time probably i had my whole days you know where i but i just you know you're i was also younger you know and you're drinking more you know having more of a social life and and um so yeah i mean now i work as an ad copywriter um i work mostly now i'm still hybrid i work like two or three days in the office and in the rest from home but yeah i just get up um at like five thirty or six, sometimes five. It depends on you know the. It's harder this time of year because it's free, freezing. But um, but I do get. I just get up and just try to get a couple hours or an hour even in and, and um, and once I'm in it, I it's kind of good. I get then I'm then I'm kind of stealing away for. It. I just have to kind of stay in it. You know, like I read a a good. I, don't know if I read it. Or I heard it. But there's the writer from bomb. Um, there was this. One of the Sopranos writers, um, Terrence Winter, he wrote um, Boardwalk Empire. He's done a bunch of stuff, but his philosophy was like just – and I don't usually do like sports analogies or whatever, but his philosophy was like – just get the ball a little bit up the field every day even if you just kind of get a and so i try to do that and just try not i used to have this thing where i'd be like i didn't write all week but all day saturday i'm fucking mm-hmm. i'm getting that i'm just locking in for eight hours yeah and then saturday would come and i didn't do you know and, and so i i just i feel like it's much more um productive for me if i chip away at it every day than if i or every as much you know i don't do seven days a week but if i if i can get a good you know um you know, chip away at it five or six days a week um, and just start to see progress. And then I also find when I'm doing that, then I'm then that's when I'm constantly sparking. I'm like, oh, and I'm like writing notes down or I'm and it's kind of it's only when I leave it and let it sit for, a. you know, there were times writing that book where I like, you know, you'd sit. At, let it sit for two months, a month mm-hmm. where you don't not that you don't do anything on it, but then you got to start the whole thing up again and get mm-hmm. so I really try to to at least stay in it. Um, as much as possible but my, my most of the, the new writing gets done in the morning and then the rest of the time I'm just kind of trying to organize or polish things up or move things around and or you know working on that out, or outline map mm-hmm. out what the next I try to have an idea of what I'm gonna do for the week you know or the next day you know and that helps too it'd be like oh I know that tomorrow I have to get this part done mm-hmm. you know so but yeah I'm, I'm kind of slow still I wish I could be more like, especially like with crime writers, I feel like they crank oh it God. out, you, know? <laughs> you know? I know, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. <laughs> and even bad books, like you said, like even yeah. to write a shitty, I couldn't create, a, I couldn't crank out a <laughs> shitty book like, in six months or whatever they do, you know, even if I had all the time in the world, yeah. you know, and uh, but somehow they do it. And, uh, but I don't know, I don't think there's necessarily any real, um, you know, i try not to just I try not to think am i am and I'll, you know i'm 45 too so I, I haven't already kind of a late starter mm-hmm. not that i just started but already kind of in terms of publishing you know the first book at 45 is already relatively late so um you know but even they don't you don't make a ton of money anyway. Uh, so i'm never i'm probably never going to make a living doing it. so i may as well <laughs> just kind of it's i think of it as like more than a hobby but it's mm-hmm. also it's not something that i'm like uh you know, it, it's it's still kind of a labor of love, I guess, and yeah, in most ways.
1: Yeah, well, I think I mean, I mean, definitely, I think for anyone, really, I mean, unless you're unless you're like yeah. Lee, Ch- Lee Child, you know, well, Lee Child, yeah, <laughs>
0: but he's great. That's the other thing, like people shit on people like that. I'm like, he's fucking, he's great. He's and he, awesome. Like, yeah. he's like cranking him. Out. I mean, now I think he's kind of retired a bit, but um, yeah, it was funny. Like my friend. um, D- designed the cover of the book and we, we we put a lot of work into into it and
1: i dig it yeah i really like he, it uh,
0: yeah we yeah. based it on kind of the graham parsons nudie suit kind of yeah. thing but he um but he he like jokingly said to me like he's like oh for what i got paid to do that in the hours we if I, if I break that down to an hourly wage i was like dude don't even start i was don't like i would that. be so negative <laughs> i was like in terms of like i would be so in the red or whatever if i broke down the hourly pay yep. <laughs> you know yeah what I've put in versus the, 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 small returns that you get financially. So.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's, a, that's all those guys. I mean, I'll have to tell you off, the, like when we're not recording a couple stories about the people have told me and I was like, Oh my God, just a, you know, like big names and like, Oh yeah. Being very like um, open about how much <laughs> they've made with the, with books. Um, yeah. And it, it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so i guess yeah. it's like yeah it's just something that's that's what it is and you know the best books the books that i love the most um you know like bruce wagner you know we, we mm-hmm. both like bruce wagner a lot um I, I have no clue how many books he's selling but i know he's not for a, <laughs> he's not for a lot of people yeah uh, i always and, assume I, and with I love him,
0: him yeah i always i always assumed with him that he he's got TV work or film yeah. work that he, yeah, he keeps is, him he going is. because he's, he's one of those writers that it, he's immensely like respected and he's, he's great. And he's, but I, yeah, I don't know what his, his book sales are, but I, I it can't be that, you know, but yeah. I, I th- feel like he, it sucks though because someone it's the same as in music too. Like they used to have, I feel like labels, like major labels used to have like prestige artists, you know, mm-hmm. where it would be like, Oh, this, uh, like, I remember that band sparkle horse. Mm-hmm was on like a huge label and they didn't make any money, but they like made the label look good that they were on the, you know, and they kind of were like, and I'm sure, but I feel like now they don't really have, I feel like Bruce Wagner might've been that where it's like, Oh, you might not sell a ton of books, but you're, you're publishing Bruce Wagner. He's, he's phenomenal, you know?
1: Yeah. He's like a writer, a a writer's writer. Like, yeah. And it elevates
0: the, 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 the image of the, the publisher. I would think to have him on your, on your label or, you know, on your roster, but I don't know. I feel like maybe that stuff is kind of falling away too. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I do got to plug his, the audio book of, of roar that his new book, it just came out.
0: Oh, um, does it have like a million different people on it? Yeah. Or? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it had, it came out, um, kind of slipped under my cause it didn't come out on time. It was supposed to come out with the book and it, it didn't. And it came out, um, around Christmas time. And so I just got, I've been listening to it. And so there's like, some people do multiple voices, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very like relaxing, to listen to but engaging, like Mark maron um, reads Roar, Roger, roar right. the main character, and so there's like there's probably like 25 people reading, yeah, um, all the voices, which I think there's like probably close to 200, you mm. know, in the in the book, but it's just, um, yeah, it's just great. Pick it up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know? yeah.
0: What, do, you, do you do you do a lot of audiobooks? Do you listen to a lot of books?
1: Not a ton. I used to do more, um, if I if I really like a book i usually get the audio book too yeah um and i get a i do get a fair amount of like non-fiction audio books and i listen yeah. to like on my commute but with a novel yeah. i like to like sit down and read the novel yeah uh, that's. but i like, I like a lot of history books i like to i like to pick away at on audible but yeah uh, i
0: mostly do non-fiction on, on audible and then hmm. fiction sometimes unless i'm on a long drive for somewhere yeah. where i can really lock in and focus so like uh, i drove to um my mom usually goes to Florida for the winter. And last year, one of their friends hired me or like had me drive their car down for mm-hmm. them. So I, and then I flew back. But I, I, um, I, I listened to, I, I line, lined up like three of those Travis McGee books. Yeah. And, um, and it was great because I was, if I was listening to it piecemeal, like on dog walks or, I probably wouldn't have locked in as much, but just no, and also driving through Florida too is great because that's where they're all kind of, you're in the mm-hmm. environment, but it was great to just kind of, I burned through at least three of them just like all the way, you know, cause they're about six hour reads. So it wasn't yeah. bad. And, uh, but yeah, normally it's all just nonfiction.
1: Yeah. And when, when they're done well, you know, they just, you know, if you have the, oh, yeah. the right person yeah. reading or, you know, sometimes the author reads it, which can be, you know, you know, if it's good, it's really good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think it just has to be like the right kind of like circumstances to be listening to it because it. Yeah, it's I check out pretty easily. Um, yeah,
0: my brother listens progress. almost exclusively to audiobooks. And, uh, it's funny. He's got all his favorite readers. <laughs> you know, he's like, Oh, that's a, I think, I, I don't know I can't remember if it's Harlan Coben. There's some big crime writer that has Steven Weber that reads yeah. all the books. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, it's a Weber man. It's going to be fucking great. You know, and, and, we're like, and he's right. A couple of them I have listened to. I was like, Wow. Yeah. Weber really, really sells it here
1: i got to check that out.
0: I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Steven Weber or I think it's Harlan Cove. I know it's Steven Weber is the reader, but then there, there's some other guy that he loves. Like he'll read anything that this guy reads. reads. I guess on audible, you can, you can read, you can search by, by reader too. Not just by author. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so they have these like, but I guess, you know, what's funny speaking of Bruce Wagner, I, I saw that he, I, it was way too long. Um, I don't think I could sit through it, but the, uh, he narrates the, uh, Robert, the new RFK jr. Yeah. I, about I, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Which almost makes me just, just to hear him read it. I almost got it. Yeah. it. yeah. I might, I might end up getting yeah. it, but it, like, yeah. cause I do,
1: <laughs> he's got a great voice. He reads a few, oh, yeah. a few characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, what I love, he, he reads, uh, Woody Allen <laughs> and in in roar oh in were oh, but it's okay. great because yeah. he doesn't try it doesn't try to sound like he doesn't do it He's just, he just sounds yeah. just like bruce wagner it's re- yeah. yeah it's, it's awesome oh, that's but, awesome i gotta pick that up yeah, yeah you gotta check it out and it's it's long it's like 20 plus hours yeah the book is big yeah
0: i, have, I've, I've, I haven't finished it I, I flipped through it and i, I definitely i just want to sit i didn't realize how much uh it, it is kind of works as a full model like I, I it's not something you can really dip in and out of i want to read it from the yeah the beginning is like a full experience
1: it, get, it gets really good
0: like it, yeah um yeah because i really liked what i read but i thought some of those oral histories you can jump around in and read but this one yeah. the more i jumped in i was like oh i want to, you know i wanted to yeah. read the whole story
1: yeah he kind of tricks you i feel like like it's like yeah because it, it's like a you know it is an oral biography but it is it's a novel like you know right yeah yeah like usually like we I'm, I'm reading that um the, that new Sam Wasson book, the Hollywood oh, yeah. one. I know that, I, I want to read that. It's so good, but it's you know it's it's yeah just over like seven hundred and fifty pages. Yeah, so I can't just sit down and like read it, you I know, know as much like as I that, love it. But, uh, but it's so he's peculiar. such a uh,
0: yeah. I have a thing. I I, I, I haven't read all of I, I, That Chinatown book was a real. Um, I read that one twice. I was yeah. That was it's a pl- good. Pure pleasure to read. That's one I think I read it and I listened to it. I think okay. But uh yeah, it was fantastic.
1: I think they're making that into a movie.
0: I right? read that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that would be and, interesting. Yeah, and then he's although it's weird because they just did that move that um maybe they'll get the same guy. I don't know that they, they just did that the the offer. Yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And the yeah. guy who did um Evans was was really great. On yeah, that, <laughs> he yeah. was wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they'll get him again. Oh my god! What, I can't imagine a better portrayal he was incredible maybe, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh well
1: okay let's we got a few minutes left any oh, okay, like sure. any tv shows you're uh you're watching and it's, you kind of got me thinking about tv and <laughs> yeah movies. you know it's funny
0: I, I got back on the i was uh, i thought it was COVID. it wasn't but it um it was just this like you know bad flu so i was i was knocked out and i got back on the uh, the dutton ranch out there in yellowstone mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so i watched i watched <laughs> that um someone just recommended a few shows to me I, I i've been mostly watching um a lot of which was kind of when i was sick to the um i went on you go to two at all
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. They've got all the old. Um, I did this during the pandemic, and now I've been doing it again. These these kind of uh Charles Bronson, like these canon movies, you know, a lot of those 80s and 90s, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess 80s with him. And yeah, that's just kind of because I've gotten to the point now where I've just been working a lot, I've been writing a lot, and it reads so when it comes to um, I, I've sort of uh, when it comes to TV and, and movies lately, I've just kind of just almost like junk in a way yeah. <laughs> you know like i want to not that not that it's junk but i, I just kind of sure. want to tune out and watch yellowstone or i'll watch yeah. a, a, like a charles bronson movie or um like old, old westerns i'm not ca- i'm not too caught up on um any good new shows or anything that you're you'd recommend
1: i'm kind of i think the la the last thing i watched was mythic quest on apple tv oh okay and it's the guy it's uh it's pretty good it's the guy from always sunny uh rob oh okay Yeah. yeah so he's in it and he it's basically like they they created a uh a video game it's a video game company and the game's called mythic quest
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um so they just kind of run the and it's like it's a comedy oh okay. uh it's really good it was and so i think there's two seasons up they just finished the second season i think the second season so uh i watched that and really like that
0: yeah um i can't yeah, think you know, of anything
1: yeah that's a good one i i'd, I'd recommend that um, I gotta watch Yellowstone. I keep hearing good. I mean, Bruce Wagner loves Yellowstone, does so he? That, yeah. he does. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: one of those things you get sucked in, and, and you're just kind of it depends how you feel, I guess, about Costner. And but it, it's, it, but the, the thing is, is like the um, it's a whole universe now. The guy yeah. has um, I think there's four spinoffs, three or four spinoffs, and um,
1: is that the one like 1880
0: something, 1883, and then uh, he's got um another one that's set down in texas and and then there's another one which i'm really excited about if, if there's one with billy bob thornton i guess it's coming out that's a oh, spinoff where billy cool. bob's like a oil billionaire or something which sounds great he looks yeah perfect <laughs> perfect yeah. casting but uh yeah no but i i do recommend Yellowstone. I, I haven't seen too many of the um the big movies this year either, but i did see um i was just talking to me the other day I, I went to see um the first time i've done a long time um, I saw Banshees of Sharon in a the theater twice in a Like, I oh, went wow. on a Saturday afternoon and then I went uh-huh. back on a Sunday afternoon, which to, to go to the theater twice in a row was I just hadn't done in so long, yeah. And um, but that's kind of like the only big movie of the year that I've um that everybody's talking about that I've that I've seen, I yeah. think. But, I think
1: uh, I did, love yeah, I'm Yeah, I gotta like I did see Black Panther with a group of high school oh, right, right, with a group yeah. of high school students. Oh right, you're a <laughs> teacher, you're I'm a teacher doing so we, uh, yeah. Yeah, we brought we brought like a as like a reward thing for like a group. So we rented out a theater and took them to Black <laughs> Panther. So it was like uh, cool. It was it, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, great. It's to funny, see them. I never
0: liked those movies, but my girlfriend has a uh, six year old and so he he uh you know I've taken him to Spider Man, I've taken him to like Venom and uh-huh. Carnage and a few of those like movies and uh It's fun to go. I mean, I wouldn't go otherwise, but it's fun to go. Yeah, it's fun to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, he loves it. else is enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um. But that very cool. Yeah, I haven't seen, I've, I've keep it, I have Sundance coming up at the end of next week. So I'm right oh, right. Cause you're right out. out there, right? I'm right there. Yeah. So, oh, cool. So that'll be kind of fun to check out.
0: That'll be fun. Yeah. I've yeah. never been out there. So I've never been to Park City or, or that. I've driven through that whole area, but I've never yeah. spent any time there or Salt Lake or anything. So,
1: yeah, Park City is beautiful. I'll get, I'll get yeah. at that. It's, a, and, yeah. and, then, and then the festival is just like, it's gotten too big for the town for sure. I'm sure yeah. I mean, yeah. they have, they have screenings down here in salt Lake now. They, I mean, they had, they've mm-hmm. had that for years, but there's like more and more popping up all over, right. you know, yeah. but yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. It's like definitely Utah changes <laughs> for, for yeah. a couple of weeks. So yeah. it's cool.
0: beautiful though. It is. Uh, like it, I said, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I've driven through it and uh, a few times and it's, uh, yeah, it's just always, always really pretty to, to go there.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely, um, well, cool. So the the book Zigzag uh, comes out February seventh.
0: February seventh, yeah. Okay, Excellent. yeah. It's, it, was, it was it was supposed to come out January, but then there was like backup at the printer or something. But yeah, I've been told it it does come. I, I I had to like I pre ordered it. I mean it's sort of like a like like when you bartend you start with like five bucks in your own tip jar or whatever. I pre-ordered it because I, I just want the experience of like it coming in the in the mail and like opening yeah. it like I do and so I got an alert that it's shipping early. So that's that, oh, that made me that made me feel good. I was like, it must be done then at the printer because I was just dreading another call, like, oh it's gonna be don't worry, it's gonna be March. I'm sure. Yeah. Like yeah. You no, know, I I think it's I think it's you know hopefully shipped up and ready to go pretty soon and it'll be good
1: great well i can't recommend it enough like honestly i loved it uh um, oh thanks so much it, i really it, appreciate it it was so good and um like i said duncan had recommended it and he's like it's really really good you got you gotta check it out
0: so, yeah that was so nice of him yeah he i heard your episode where he took because i was sitting there i was driving and then yeah. I, he mentioned it and i was like oh wow this is great yeah and and it's funny because i did like i read his book um i think it's one of those things like when i first started like i i I, now that i have a book coming out like i I was i've kind of tried to make more of a habit of being like i read a a book that Mm. i like just to send somebody a note because people don't really do it yeah and so i I just rent him but i send him a note like that i liked his book um the cult in my garage and Mm. then that's um, great yeah he we backed and forth a little bit but then like a like a year later or six months later whenever it was when my book was coming out i asked him if he would uh to read it and and stuff and yeah he was great he gave it a he he read it gave it a nice blurb and yeah it was really nice of him but he's been helpful like he like with you and stuff and he's 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 kind of put the good word out a bit which i'm really happy about
1: yeah good guy his movie's great too i don't know if you have yeah i saw it i saw it yeah i really liked
0: it yeah yeah it's really, really a lot of fun great
1: well um GD O'Brien, um, yeah. thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no, um, thanks for having I, me. I'd love to have you on again. Um, at some, anytime, you're welcome to come back. Like I said, I love the book, and um, right. I'm going to promote the hell, of it, hell out of it for you <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> I appreciate I love it, man.
0: it, God bless you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. Okay. All right, um, Kyler. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Right, thanks. Bye.